How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Rat Den Podcast. Today, we have a special guest with us, Brand Dog. Brand Dog, go ahead and tell the people about your channel a little bit. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Um, What's up? My name is Brand Dog, like you just said, and uh, I kind of make content just rambling, I guess, about various different topics like video games and movies. Most recently, I made a, a pitch for Dead Rising 5 because that seems to never be coming out. <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely probably never going to come out oh, after I'm the sure. disaster of 4. Uh, right now, I, I kind of do a different variety of stuff, I guess, because right now I'm kind of attempting a, an Outlast speedrun for a video, which I've oh, never really? done before, any type of speedrun. <laughs> which Outlast game? The first one, because I've, I kind of know that one pretty well. Like, I can get through it in, like, an hour at most or whatever, but mm-hmm. I keep... Like actually trying to do it as quick as possible is not as easy as just running through it, because I just keep messing up on the stupidest shit, man. I get killed by like Doctor Traeger or something ridiculous like that. Dude, that's how all speedrunning is. For a while there, I started to speedrun a uh, My Friendly Neighborhood, like mm. whenever it first came out, and there's a speedrun mode in it because there's all the different like dusk mode where you can like jump around and go super fast and speedrunning's fun i love speedrunning oh yeah it's definitely fun and i love learning about it it's kind of like a it it's an interesting learning experience in a way it makes you look at games differently than before it's yeah absolutely because all the people just like breaking down Mm -hmm. like the different areas and then like you have this history of this one dude who learned to skip and now the run's 20 minutes shorter than it was before yeah that stuff is always just insanely impressive to me like i can't imagine being the first dude who discovered that if you jump over the first wall and outlast you can skip 90 percent of the game and just get to the finale immediately <laughs> oh yeah because outlast is a really short speed run isn't it because mm-hmm. you can like jump down to the final section can't you yeah you can and i'm trying to do a more traditional non-glitchless one though which is why i'm struggling more but yeah, that's very much an option. You just have to find like a really specific bush and then you're you're basically at the end of the game. It's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. Okay, so um how much do you read reviews, like critic reviews? Like do you check Rotten Tomatoes a lot? Um I guess I don't really read the review as much, but I'll, I'll like out of curiosity, I'll like look out a, look up a film and be like, "Oh, what's this have on Rotten Tomatoes?" Um sometimes you get disappointed a little bit, but usually I'm like, "Yeah, that's fair." for what it is I'm, I'm not one of those people who like despise rotten tomatoes like some people seem to do yeah absolutely i mean i've been lied to by rotten tomatoes plenty of times oh, sometimes here, i look yeah. on there and i'm like oh that movie's gonna suck and then i'll go watch it for myself i'm like that movie was awesome i don't get it yeah exactly that's always the worst or like a really high score on a movie and you're like this is gonna be great and you go in with these super high expectations and it's just kind of fine <laughs> nothing great yeah. nothing special about the movie at all absolutely um so today i wanted to uh play a little game with you where we can both pick a horror movie and um kind of talk about it go through it you know reminisce on all our feelings and thoughts about the movie and come to a conclusion of what the people of rotten tomatoes say on the movie and try to guess that exact percentage as close as possible yeah that sounds good to me i think that's a pretty good plan um, have you seen the new Evil Dead Rise? I did. That was actually one of my personal favorite horror movies to come out this year. Really excited was... about the sequels that are coming out of that, too. Are there sequels coming out of that? Yeah, I think I saw some kind of article recently confirming. Uh, it might have come directly out of uh, Bruce Campbell's mouth. Directly. He said something like, yeah, there's going to be more sequels. It's going to be like a two to three year wait from now on instead of a decade wait between every single movie. I was about movie. to say... Because the difference between the first Evil Dead to Rise was, it was like 10 years, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean... Before I that, it was like from the fucking dead. 80s into <laughs> up until yeah. the late 2010s or whatever. It was a pretty big gap. Well, because the original Evil Deads are like great. They're like campy and cheesy and gory. But then oh, like yeah. you get that one, I want to say it's like 2012, 2010, the first Evil Dead, the remakes of them. It's a completely different movie, but it's like still has that gory feel of Evil Dead. Yeah, that's what it's honestly uh, one of the better remakes, in my opinion, because it, you kind of go in thinking it's just going to be the same thing, but it takes a really exciting twist. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it I was really pleasantly surprised by it when I did watch it. Yeah, I I completely agree. It was 
I remember that was like one of the first times in a long time at that point that a horror movie had actually like scared me again. Oh yeah, I get what you mean. I'd say that's definitely the same with this new Evil Dead even. I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time, man, and I was not expecting that feeling going in. It's really nice though when a horror movie can actually give you that like panic sense of like uncomfortableness. You like leave the theater and you're still kind of on edge a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say that's a big thing missing with a lot of horror movies lately, but there's still so many nice indie or just like out of the blue project that'll do that and i feel like evil dead did that really well or evil dead rise um the whole movie's so claustrophobic too oh yeah like, just, all I the scenes the are setting, so tight rise man and the fact that it all takes place on the same floor and basically just one apartment it's that's just great man that shit makes it so much more unsettling oh it's because it's like it's like a peek into like this family you know yeah yeah it's just exactly. this one tiny corner it's not this whole thing going throughout the entire city it's like this apartment the hallway and then you have this bloody gory bath in the uh the parking lot with the the wood chipper oh yeah yeah that was a great finale man <laughs> i think that that beat like the record for like the most blood used like ever in a movie you might be right about that that's definitely the least up there for sure I don't even know what holds it right now. Last time I read it was like two years ago, and I think it was It Chapter 2 because of that one scene with the... The, the bathroom scene. Yeah. yeah. But now I'm not so sure. I hear that Markiplier's upcoming movie is actually like on track to maybe make a record in that department, which is pretty interesting. The Iron Lung movie? Yeah. Which would be interesting, interesting as well. Uh, Iron Lung Game is, was pretty good. I never actually played it, but I watched a few videos about it because I kind of want to going blind and try to play the game right before the movie comes out kind of experience both of them i guess yeah yeah kind of see the differences and yeah exactly yeah because iron iron lungs made by the uh Szymanski brothers mm -hmm. well it's made by david and then the other one made um my friendly neighbor but all of those Szymanskis are insane all three of them are like coders and developers oh yeah it's really impressive what they do man this shit just constantly impresses me like uh what was it squirrel stapler that came out this year i think mm -hmm. that was well not this year sorry last year i guess but that was really but cool. the the remaster of it you know mm -hmm. yeah no that game was great i uh i tried to make a video on it and my obs would every time i'd record it it'd be like a 20 minute video and it'd be like 60 gigs dude that's crazy <laughs> I, I don't know what's going I could never figure out what that was either. I think that game's just, like, actually cursed. Oh, it must be, man. God. Now, OBS is just crazy sometimes as well. I think it has a mind yeah. of its own. <laughs> you have a guess for Evil Dead Rise? Uh, I'm going to assume it's, like, higher. I, I kind of want to assume that it's probably in, like, somewhere in the 80% region. Maybe, like, uh, lower, the mid-80s, I want to say. At, like, the very least, I'm going to guess, like, 70-something. I'll just say 70 is my, my lowest. That's as low as it can go. And I'm thinking like the critics are probably 70, and then I'm thinking like the audience, like high 84. Yeah, something like that. Audiences oh do tend to favor it a bit more. I was way off. Oh, what is it? It's 80. You were way closer. The critics were 84. The audience Let's was go. 76. Had I swapped them, wow. I would have. That's different. The audience is usually way more into this kind of stuff. Yeah, especially a movie like that. Um, yeah, I thought that movie was great, though. Oh, I, yeah, 100%. I really, I'm excited to hear that there's more coming out because we definitely need more Evil Dead. That's one of the few movies this year that I think, well, that came out last year, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it came out early last year, I guess, like March or something like that. Yeah, that's one of those movies in the last year, um, horror-wise, that I, I really, really liked. I was very surprised mm -hmm. by. We've had some really good horror movies this year. Yeah, honestly, I think in like the last couple of years, we just had a pretty good handful of really great ones, honestly, like Nope or Barbarian, stuff like that. A Barbarian, yeah, and Nope. I'm excited for Zack Krager's next movie, Weapons, as well, because of that. should be interesting. Don't know much about that at all. I kind of like when they keep it vague though i really like going into horror movies having like no idea what's gonna happen yeah i that that's one of the best things have you ever seen um sorry to bother you i i did i think i saw like the first half of it years ago i don't know why i've never finished it oh, god it was so long ago but i definitely need to get around to it i know that it gets crazy 
near the end though something about like yeah. the, the bathrooms and some weird dinosaur or something like that yeah no that movie is like every promotional piece of that movie was nothing like what the movie turned out to be that movie right. is insane because i remember seeing those trailers and it kind of just presented itself as like your generic sort of comedy that you would see like a handful of every single year you know but it yeah very yeah. much wasn't from what from the vibe i was getting i think i i heard nothing about that movie too like I, I saw the trailer and i was like oh that looks like a decent comedy i'd like to go see that and then like i just didn't watch it years later I just put it on one time, like, oh, that's finally on, like, Netflix or something. Right. And I watched it, and I was not prepared for that. That That's one movie that's given me, like, an anxiety attack. Yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy from what I've heard. Thanks for reminding me that I still need to finish watching that, because I'm sure it's, like, right down my alley. It's on something right now. I want to say it's either on, like, Netflix or, like, HBO. It's on something at the moment, because I saw it the other day. It might be on Tubi, actually. <laughs> Oh, that's good to know. Tubi's great. I love Tubi. Tubi is Tubi's underrated. Probably one of the best streaming services for watching like old clunky horror movies. Oh, one hundred percent, man. I got like really into watching just whatever horror movies I could find on there like a year ago, and I still do occasionally. They have a pretty good selection when it comes to like seventies and eighties stuff. They even have some like actual classics on there, like Suspiria. I think that was the first time I ever watched Suspiria was on Tubi. So, yeah, it's definitely an underrated app. I just always see people memeing on it all the time. And I'm like, ah, you guys are just watching the wrong stuff. <laughs> I mean, they got Columbo, too. But yeah, no, Tubi has some of, like, the best horror movies. Like, if you want to go through and, like, watch some, like, schlocky, like, 70s and 80s movies or just, like, some true, like, classics, they're on there. I think Child's Play's on there. Um, oh, yeah, I think it is right now. I know There's they a have, bunch of stuff that's on there. Or they had, anyway. Uh, they have this movie on there called Tourist Trap, which I still think about, which uh, if anybody's listening to this and hasn't seen Tourist Trap, just do yourself a favor, man. It's so great. <laughs> it's like a I slasher movie. Trap. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, you should definitely check it out. It's like a slasher movie, but with this guy who like telekinetically controls these mannequins. I cannot explain it, <laughs> but it's surprisingly oh. well made for how cheap what it is and when the time that it came out and it's a pretty entertaining little movie yeah this looks wild yeah it's definitely a strange one really interesting horror villain with a strange voice that's for sure <laughs> have you ever watched a uh, brain scan no i think I, that's on my list though i need to watch that because i know that's on tubi right now isn't it yeah, I, I watched it on Tubi like a couple months ago. That is another bizarre movie. It's like this '70s movie about like like this kid who lives like he's really rich and lives on his own because his parents are always out of town. He gets like this video game console, but the video game console like makes him go out in real life and like murder people. And then there's like this David Bowie like elf character that like comes out of the video game console and he's like trying to convince him. To, that he needs to kill more people so he doesn't get caught. It is one of the strangest movies I've seen in a while. Dude, yeah, I still need to check that one out. I, I made it like a mission of mine to watch as many horror movies as I could last year. Now, I think I ended up watching like 83 or something, which is pretty good, I think. But I'm going to try to up that to like 100 this year, and I'll try to include Brain Scan on there because I've heard of that one before, <laughs> and it sounds wacky in like the best way possible. <laughs> A true horror connoisseur, though, trying to get 80 horror movies, or 108 <laughs> horror movies in a year. Hell yeah, dude, I just, I don't, I mean, I guess uh, I, I I would love to potentially make horror movies for a living someday, so just watching them as much as I can is just really fun to me, and kind of educational in a way. I love, like, just sitting there and being like, oh, I know, I, I wonder how they pulled that effect off, or, like, figuring it out for myself, or some shit like that. It's just a lot yeah. of fun. I don't know. I love I love old horror movies in particular. They they scratch a very specific itch. <laughs> well, a lot of like the practical effects and stuff too. Oh yeah. Like it's just it's hard to beat. It is. That's yeah. one thing this year. I've seen a lot more practical effects in horror because I think people mm -hmm. just realized it worked. Like in mainstream horror. Yeah, exactly. It just it just works so much more when it it feels so much more real when you get this physical sense of it. Like I don't know, man. We just we need more movies like Reanimator these days <laughs> yeah more, honestly. more wacky crap like that that's just i i need to see more stuff like that i love those movies so much 
even I even kind of like the third one, which is so weird. I know there's there's like a scene where a, a a ripped off penis has a boxing match against a rat or something. What? I think that's something that actually happens in that movie, if I remember correctly. It it gets that weird in the third one. I didn't even know that there was a third reanimator. I've only seen the first two. Uh, it's definitely not required viewing. I'd say I, I, <laughs> it's not as good as the first two. That's for sure. It, it's strange. Yeah. It takes place in like a prison, and it's like twenty years later or something. And it's it's basically just the first movie again. <laughs> oh, I've seen the I've yeah Beyond Reanimator. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, strange I've movie. seen I've seen the uh, the poster for it before, like scrolling through a site. Mm-hmm. But I never watched it. Also, you are correct. That is um, that is a scene that is in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was. I remembered that. God damn. That's cinema right there, man. <laughs> you got a, another movie you want to guess the uh, score upon? Uh, yeah, sure. Did you did you see Talk to Me that came out this year by the? Yes. Yeah, by the absolutely Rocka Rocka Brothers. I forget what their actual names are off the top of my head. I'm sorry, but. I, I, I can't think of it either. I just, I went into it blind, not even knowing who it was by. I just saw the trailer and I was like, man, that looks like a really good movie. I should go watch that. And then came out of it being like, that was one of the better horror movies this year. And it was made by a bunch of YouTubers. Oh yeah, dude. I think I'm, I think that might be my personal favorite to come out this year. It was just so well made. You, um, you could go into that not knowing that that was somebody's directorial debut because I guess in a way, I mean, it's not. They've been doing stuff on YouTube for like the last 13, 14 years or something. Really impressive special effects. All this really cool choreographed fight scenes. And I think yeah. it's just really uh, cool and inspiring to see them take such a big step in their career like this. And Talk to Me yeah. is also getting a sequel, apparently, which is really exciting as well. I'm excited to see where that I, goes. I, I, I saw that get announced. Or like a news article or something about Talk to Me getting a sequel. Which, that movie was such a trip. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know it, it. It really blew my expectations out the park. I thought it'd be kind of simple from judging by the premise, but you go in and just wow, it really hits you like a train, man. It's one of the most emotional horror movies I've seen in the last few years. I'd say honestly. Well, it's so grounded. Yeah, like the the entirety of it. It's like you have this paranormal like hand that you can use to like talk to spirits and do this ritual, and they talk through you. But it's like. Everything about it was so grounded because I went into it being like, oh, that's going to be like, you know, I'm not huge on paranormal movies. Like, I don't like yeah, Insidious that much. I don't like The Nun that much. Oh, no, I mean, especially not, man. That new Nun was terrible. I was going to bring that one up later, but we can save that in case you haven't seen it. <laughs> I have. Are you talking about The Nun too? Yeah. That thing did numbers. I know. It's crazy because it was just like so generic. There was that nothing. That was one of before Five Nights at Freddy's. That was like the highest grossing horror movie this year. I, I just don't. I don't know why. It's like people, every single year I see people complain that horror movies suck now, and then they just skip over all the good ones and they go and pay money to see the worst possible looking horror movie and go, ah, oh, this movie that I knew was gonna suck sucked. No way. Like, come on, guys, you really gotta start. <laughs> You really gotta start looking into different horror movies besides the ones that are just kind of presented to you in ads a lot of the time. I think. Yeah, that's like. Wasn't there like a new like like La La Lorna or whatever it is the the Spanish ghost? Oh, they they, they might have done a new one of that. I don't even know. About I swear that. that there was a new one. There was the horrible Exorcist movie that came out. That was that was bad, and I I kept trying to like convince my mom that she wasn't gonna like it. <laughs> She was just, because she loves the first Exorcist, it, it like, uh-huh. petrified her as a kid, and she was just, like, she was so excited for this one, and I'm like, trust me, it's it's not gonna be good. <laughs> trust me, don't go watch this, which, yeah, they spent, like, $400 million mm-hmm. on a trilogy for those three movies. Which, but they, I, I think, I really, that's a whole separate conversation, but I think they need to kind of stop trying to set up horror trilogies, like, straight out the gate. Like, I really think what happened to just like one and done <laughs> and also like if this is good maybe we can do one sequel and that's it <laughs> yeah I mean well I feel like that's just such a long-running trend because they want like it's the same thing with like saw why saw got so saturated is because mm-hmm. they wanted one every single Halloween oh yeah I know yeah that's definitely 
that's definitely just like way too much. You need to give people time to to get more excited again. Like I don't, I don't want I don't want people to get me wrong. I like I like horror franchises. I'm like Scream before everything that happened this year and them rebooting and it stuff was like my favorite franchise, one of them anyway. And I love keeping up with new horror franchises. Like I'm excited for the next Final Destination movie, for example. But some there's there's gonna be a new Final Destination. Yeah, there's yeah, there's, they're doing a Final Destination six. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep dropping these bomb bombs out of nowhere. I feel like that's like the second time that's happened. Now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I just uh, to be fair, I don't keep up very much with news. I'll just see a trailer and I'll go, oh my god, a new movie. Right, and got then I'll you. go watch it. I, I kind of I'm like on and off. Like it's just I guess like sometimes during during certain periods of the year, I'm really attentive. I'm like horror news and then sometimes i just kind of like passive about it but this this year i was really into it a lot i guess and I, there's just so much stuff coming out right now man it's crazy <laughs> gets me excited well, though. I, i'd say more of your channel like you you do a lot of like film reviews and like film like retrospectives and stuff like you did the whole like entire series of nightmare on elm street oh yeah yeah so it's a little it seems like you're a little bit more of a film buff in horror categories than i am you know right right I, i'm definitely really into film because like i said earlier i kind of want to hopefully do it as a as a job someday because i, I just always loved something about it like i don't know i think the one of the one of my favorite movies when i was four years old was Shaun of the dead so <laughs> so i was always mm-hmm. kind of destined to be really into horror movies and stuff like that yeah, Shaun of the Dead's an absolute classic. I oh, man. love that movie. I, I must have seen that movie at least a hundred times in my lifespan, and I, I I can still laugh at it every single time I put it on. It's an amazing, it's an amazing little movie. But yeah, no, I love that movie. And speaking of Edgar Wright, he seems to be more of a uh, horror oriented these days, which gets me excited. Like, did you see Last Night in Soho a few years ago? Yes, I did. I I caught that. I probably watched that last year. It was on like HBO Max or something. Yeah. Um, that movie was great. It was a oh, little yeah. long, but that movie was great. I, I love the visuals of that movie. He always delivers on that part. And right now he's actually working on a uh, an adaptation of Stephen King's The Running Man, which is which should be pretty mm. interesting as well. First time they've done that since the old Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from the 80s, <laughs> which is good. I'm going to say it. It's a fun movie. <laughs> I feel like any movie that Arnold's in, like, even if it's horrible, it's still, like, a good movie, you know? Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, Kindergarten Cop? I don't care what anyone (laughs) says. I'll I'll watch Kindergarten Cop all the time. Dude, Kindergarten Cop 2 was a crime, though. They should have never made that. They did it with Jingle all the way as well. They made a sequel, like, 20 years later that had nothing to do with the first movie. Well, that's, that's, like, just a big problem with Hollywood, and especially horror movies, not even just horror movies, but definitely Hollywood in general. Mm-hmm. And it's bleeding into that senses of like horror movies being dead and boring. Oh, yeah. Is all these big companies need to just stop remaking old films. Like just right. there's so many people out there that want to make new, interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. Just let them do it. Exactly. And it's crazy to me, too, that sometimes like when someone does come up with an idea that's like new and exciting, this this happens like very rarely, but it has happened with certain examples. Like some studio executive will be like, oh, that's kind of like this other movie. Let's just call it a sequel to that, even though it has nothing to do with it. Like American Psycho 2 or whatever. Oh, I, I'm going to controversial opinion here i kind of like that movie but like that movie you. didn't need to be a sequel to american psycho that movie, if that movie was not a sequel it would have been fine that movie is hilarious dude i get what you mean that movie is just well, like, genuinely so entertaining <laughs> it's like the tie-in for some reason of like yeah i was the girl that my babysitter got killed by norman bates <laughs> it's like if you just cut that scene out that movie wouldn't be that bad yeah no that they just you could tell they just added that part in near the end to yes. like make it have any connection to american psycho because that's what i mean you can watching that movie you can tell they had no intent of making that a sequel when they were making it yeah absolutely it's like mm, we if we put the name on this we'll make more money we'll actually print more money that's like the worst thing with horror movies is mm-hmm. they're just like a excuse to print money so every halloween they'll just like schlock something out right 
It would just... That's why James Wan stopped working on Saw. Yeah, it's yeah. Because he's like, I don't want to make a sequel every single year. He's like, I'm done. I made the one movie that was good. And yeah, I really, it really I'm annoys out. me how he just like he can create such an insanely cool and wonderful, like instantly iconic horror film. He's done it multiple different times, and then the studios will just take that and saturate the shit out of it every single time, like the Conjuring movies or in like the first in, the first Insidious is pretty good, I'd say, but they kind of fuck that up <laughs> yeah absolutely i well because those movies were huge mm-hmm. like when they first came out and like the first insidious is okay what are we on now like five i think the fifth one just came out and i'm pretty sure for now anyway they, it's supposed to be the last one but you know that that's like never a final thing like halloween ends literally just came out last year and i think oh a God. few months ago i saw some announcement where it was like halloween tv series is in the works a year they later. Need, they, they need to just stop. Yeah. I was so upset, too, because that new Halloween, like the 2016 one, was so good. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, Halloween Kills was like, ooh, that's a big de- decrease in quality. And then it's yeah. like, Halloween ends, and I was like, oh my god. I think I was just kind of confused when Halloween Kills got announced, because I hadn't seen the uh, Halloween... Re- reboot or whatever whatever you would consider it. I hadn't seen that yet when that one got announced and I was like wait I thought I thought the one that just came out was supposed to be the last one surely this one will be no there's a whole new trilogy and the only good mm-hmm. one is the first one and the other the first ones just one. suck yeah. and it's like the first one was like amazing mm-hmm. like it was genuinely one of like the best Halloween entries in years yeah I liked it just a lot. to be followed by two of the worst movies yeah, I don't. I don't think I love. I don't think I love it or anything. But it's definitely up there on my list of like Halloween rankings. But I guess that. I guess at the end of the day, that's not too high of a competition because <laughs> most of them just kind of suck. The first three uh, though well, are like peak to me. I, I, the third one is so underrated. I was about to say that's my favorite of all of the Halloween movies. I, I, I wish they went with the, the anthology idea, man. So much. It would have been so cool to see different directors give such different ideas under the halloween ip or whatever because people would have actually maybe saw them then <laughs> yeah no i mean instead of going down the path of like let's just h2o yeah let's just bring michael back every single year Curse h2o man that one like that one could have been okay i guess if they because the way they killed killed him off at the end was pretty cool up until they completely rebooted that idea in the next movie or whatever doesn't he, like, get pushed out of, like, that big hospital window when he's on fire? Uh, no, I think and I think in H2O, it's, like, when he gets crushed by the, the ambulance truck and then she chops his oh, head off. Oh, yeah. But yeah, then, yeah, that's what I was th- thinking was one of the two. And then the next one, it had that stupid bullshit where it was just like, oh, no, he didn't actually die. He took his mask off and he put it on some random cop. Some ambulance <laughs> guy. Yep, I remember now. Yeah, man, those movies, dude. I hate Halloween, honestly. Oh, God. I <laughs> like the first two movies are like okay, and then the third one's like wow, this is so refreshing and such a cool concept. And then all the rest are like no, I'm I don't want to be here anymore. Please yeah, I, I get what you mean, dude. It's just, it's just the worst. It, it, <laughs> franchise is so bad that we we gotten so far off topic from talk to me at this point, haven't we? Because I think that's what we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about Talk To Me. You want to take a guess for Talk To Me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I, I I feel like that one's high. I feel like I looked that one up around the time that it came out, and it was really high, but those always do kind of go down. But I'm, if I had to guess, I'm going to say like 90. I'm going to be confident with this one. I know that one is up there somewhere. I'm thinking... I'm feeling like a high 90 for the critics. No, I, I'm thinking 90 all around. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, that might be cheap to agree with you, but I, I, feel, I, I, I think, feel that's, like that's, I think pretty, that's right. We have a pretty safe bet here, though, honestly. I feel like it's going to be like pretty evenly split <laughs> between the audiences. I did not hear very much naysay about that movie at all when it came out. I mean, it is 94 for the critics and it is 82 for the audiences. That's that's pretty good, man. I mean, I'm surprised that the audience score is a bit lower like that, but that critic score is really impressive. I mean, especially from the critics. Also, like, I don't know. That's that's still an amazing score for oh, yeah. a first directorial debut on a new horror franchise and Oh yeah, and it's, it's just, just 
insanely inspirational. Like, dude, I, I watched that movie and just like instantly had a spark of creativity again and just wanted to write so much. Like, I, I think because I, I do write horror films for fun occasionally, and I think I, I completed like uh, two and a half scripts last year, which is mm-hmm. pretty fun. And it, that movie was definitely a big influence on getting me back into that more heavily because it was just so just so well done for what it was. You should start making short films. Oh yeah, I actually kind of plan on it. I was if everything goes well this year, I kind of hope that I may, might be able to get a few short films out. I have a few ideas, mainly horror. Okay. One of them's a horror comedy, but mm-hmm. <laughs> short little things that wouldn't be too long, wouldn't take up too much of people's time. Yeah, that's exciting. That's that's something I want to get into more of as well, is trying to um, make short little horror pieces. Oh, yeah, I get what you mean. Going back to like talking about James Wan again, um, did you watch Malignant? I did. Malignant was a lot of fun. I really liked Malignant. Really cool idea, I think. And, uh, I really liked the way I... that movie shot. That movie looks incredible. Everything about that movie, I watched it to the end and I was engaged. The only thing about that movie that made me so upset was it gives away the entire twist of the movie in the opening credits. Oh yeah, 100%, dude. I was like, I kind of picked up on it and I was just like, well, I could be wrong. I'll give it a bit of a doubt. Nah, just 100% gives it away immediately. Yeah, at the very beginning, like, whenever it's going through the title credits, you have, like, you have the little, like, autopsy reports, and then, like, the the x-rays, and so the whole yeah, time they're I'm ju- they're just assuming this, that most people don't pay attention to that stuff, I guess. <laughs> well, and people don't, because I was hearing everybody, like, on TikTok and on Twitter, like, oh my god, Malignant's so crazy, I was not expecting that twist. Oh, yeah, and no, then my, I'm my mom is like, really surprised, too. But she she also said it was one of the worst movies she's ever seen, so I don't, I don't know. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite one film or anything, that's for sure. And I think I've only seen Wait, it once. I was, I was expecting, when everyone's like, oh, new James Wan movie, this is going to be... Everyone was talking about it like it was so crazy. I was like, um, that was a fun movie, but that movie was, like, trash. That was not <laughs> a good movie. Yeah it, yeah, it wasn't, like, great or anything, for sure. It was one of his weaker projects. I don't, like, when I first watched it, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, but it's definitely grown on me a bit, because it's just... It's, it's so ridiculous, especially in that third act, mm-hmm. that it's just kind of hard not to be entertained by it, though. <laughs> That's that, that's where I came away with it too. Is at first I was like, man, that movie sucked, and then like as it went on, I was like, okay, no, that movie was pretty sick. Like the yeah. whole slow motion, like I don't even know, like underground, like a Matrix type <laughs> beat to like her fighting these people. Like I'll, was, I'll probably never uh, see a, a a backwards oriented person with a face coming out of their the back of their head murder an, an entire police station of cops at once i'll probably never see that in a horror movie again so i gotta appreciate the little things i guess <laughs> <laughs> i never even thought about it like that but yeah you're absolutely right Which uh-huh. james wan is his action stuff is just so impressive too um i know people don't really i don't know i don't know people aren't too big on those aquaman movies but i actually enjoyed them i haven't seen the new one but i, I did enjoy the first one when i watched it is he the director of those? Oh yeah, he did the he did the two Aquamans with Jason Momoa or whatever. That's kind of why his horror his horror movies have been slowing down a lot. I think it's because he's been so busy with these movies with DC. Yeah, but now I think that's oh. that's kind of done because of the reboot that they did and whatever. I think he's probably just out of there at this point. I really I haven't been watching a lot of superhero movies. I had to like take a hiatus after Peacemaker because I knew nothing would ever top it. Oh, dude, Peacemaker is just like unbeatable. And it's yeah. so sad that we have to wait so long for a sequel or whatever. I mean, not a sequel, season two, my bad. Because I, I, I've rewatched Peacemaker a couple times now, and it's just so... It holds up so well, man. It is, like... It hits every single emotional need a story like that needs to tell. And it's just so it's funny. It's so good. It's so funny, like, because I watched the first Suicide Squad, like the new one. Yeah. Um, And I was like, wow, I was like, you know, that was really good. I really like that. That was such a step up. Mm-hmm. And then my friend was like, dude, I love Peacemaker so much. And I was like, I don't really get him. Like, why do you like him? Like, that character in that movie, I was like, I, I, he's oh, yeah. not really my thing. Yeah, he's kind of like, an asshole in that movie. movie. Yeah. 
And then he's like, no, he's like, you gotta watch the show. And then I was like, oh, there's a show. And I started watching it. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, this is, this is one of the best like superhero things ever made. I'm, I'm like, honestly, dude, I just love it so much. All the characters work so well for me. And like, I'm not going to lie. It, I, like near the end of the, it, it did make me tear up a bit when I was first watching. Oh yeah. It, it like, it gets into yeah. it, man. Especially this, all that stuff with his brother is so hard to get through every single time. That backstory about accidentally killing him or whatever. Killing geez. his brother, yeah, because uh, his dad, yeah. <laughs> the whole, all of that, all that show. Any takeaway from this podcast, just go watch Peacemaker, I'm, honestly. Honestly, just like, watch Peacemaker right now. <laughs> just go watch it right now. I might rewatch it now, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the mood. Like, as, as soon as we're done recording, I'm just going to pull up some Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what do you think Malignant has on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, that one's not going to be too high, I don't think. I, I don't want to say it's rotten. Hmm. I'm going to say in the range between like 60 or 70. And maybe for the audience, they might give it as low as like a 40, honestly. Because I know a lot of people didn't like that movie that much. Hmm. But that's just, I'm thinking, that could just be me. <laughs> I feel like audience score... I'm thinking audience score is going to be like a 70. I'm thinking critics is going to be like a 40. I feel like the critics hated this movie, but there was enough people that liked it I, that were like... Mm. I can see that perspective for sure. I'm, I'm very split on this one. Like, I can definitely see either way. I just know that it's not your... going to be crazy high. <laughs> what was your guess? Uh, 60, I guess. Something like that. 60 through 70 region. Yeah, critics gave it a 77. It is oh, certified fresh. You know what audience gave it? What? A fifty-two percent. Ooh, I was. Kind of, I guess I was kind of close on the forty, but like, yeah, they did not. I feel like that's pretty split. I guess. Yeah, you've been like smashing me on this. I just know. I know Rotten Tomatoes. You a know the bit, people. I <laughs> <laughs> That'd be. I guess that used to just be like one thing I paid way too much attention to in middle school and cared about was like Rotten Tomatoes. So now I just kind of have a way. Of kind of understanding how they write things i guess <laughs> we didn't talk about scream did we no we haven't talked about scream yet uh i really like the new the new scream movie scream six one of my I, personal favorites i think i was about to say i think it's one of the best scream movies like in general um but yeah scream five um it was very like fan servicey and I was like, mm, this is like a weird new direction they're going in. But like, I, I like it. Right. And then Scream 6 came along and I was like, oh my God. I was like, this movie's great. Yeah, I was, was, was kind of harsh on Scream 5 when it first came out. Like I did like a 16 minute long video about it. But like, um, it's grown on me a lot, especially since the six ones come out. Because I've gone back and watched it. And I'm like, okay, it's a, this is a nice little movie. Like it has, it's really tightly paced. The kills are exciting and the characters are fun. And the villains, yeah. while ridiculous, is that's kind of the point. I really like their performances. Well, that's like a, I think that's like a big thing with like a lot of people is they didn't like that it was like fan servicey. Like I, I don't know why people hate fan service so much because like yeah, I mean yeah, it can be sometimes it can be like cringe, but most of the time fan service is like it makes sense. It makes sense to do it, and it's not that bad, especially in like a franchise that's on its fifth entry I, at this point. I get, what, like, I get what you mean completely because I don't have a problem with fan service like some people do because it's just it, it works really well sometimes to like those Spider-Verse movies are basically just entirely fan service but they're really good I, fan service. <laughs> my my favorite part of Scream 6 was the fan service like seeing like the TV that feel like falls on like Stumacher's head. Oh yeah. Like Whenever they have that big museum, and, and in the, the, uh, I, I the like the little theater. Billy cameos that he does. I think those are underrated. Yeah, even though he definitely I, doesn't look as young as they're like, trying to make him. Yeah. Well, I, th I mean, is he supposed to be? I thought he was supposed to look like a little bit older, maybe because like no, because that wouldn't make sense because he died there, so he is supposed to look what he looks like when he dies but yeah it's just i mean it did it, it looks pretty okay for the most it part. looks it's good just, uh, like... no honestly i mean you could tell who it is oh yeah 100 percent. there's no confusion there at all you can just like if you yeah. look at it too long i guess like his like his facial features are like yeah this it does look a bit different and it's been a long <laughs> time but i mean it's been what like 20 something years yeah i think like uh i think last year was 25 years or something like that or no last year was 26 i think yeah, this Jesus. movie's getting old, man. 
I was really expecting a Matthew Lillard appearance. That was my only. I, I know, dude. I, only I, I keep getting my hopes up for it, and I, I didn't know this, but apparently that's like a hot take to have in the scream community. Really? Just, yeah. Uh, uh, and, apparently, people. I mean, some people are really not on board with the idea of him coming back. Oh, voice cracks. Sorry, but like they say, they say like it kind of takes away the mystery element, or it would be like cheap or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it could kind of be a fun commentary on like the the horror villain always comes back, you know, which they haven't really done before. I always come back, Matthew Lillard, <laughs> Springtrap, <laughs> Stumacher. It all adds up. It all, it adds all up. comes together. Holy crap, dude! I'm actually pretty. excited You watched the Five about Nights this. at Freddy's movie? Yeah, I like. It was fun. I, I'm not actually like too well versed in the lore at all. I have a very surface level understanding of it. I think I I I don't think there was anything like super lore heavy in the movie. I think it was just like a fun oh, yeah, goofy no. movie. It was pretty easy to understand. Only real complaint I have is like the I didn't like how so much of the movie was just him falling asleep and talking to I know. ghost children. It's like I kind of thought it would be more hands-on like this dude fighting for his fucking life in this bitch. But no. <laughs> yeah. Um it was it was completely serviceable. Yeah, it was it was a fun little movie though. Could have could have used it a bit more Matthew Lillard, but doesn't everything could yeah, use it a bit more. Could have used a lot more Matthew Lillard, honestly. But there's always the sequels. There's um oh, uh Terrifier 3. You you like the Terrifier movies? Uh yeah, I actually wasn't I had like a weird thing with them because I I watched the first Terrifier like years ago, like near when it came out and I liked it. And then I kind of changed my opinion about it over time, like you do. But then my opinion changed back suddenly. And I kind of like those movies again. I'm pretty... The second one especially I thought was a lot of fun, even though it was say, really long. <laughs> I think the the first one is kind of bad. Yeah. Then the second one is bad in a really good way. I, I guess and I can kind of forgive the first Christmas one for movie. being bad, though, because it just kind of feels like a, a demo for what was to come in this second one. It definitely does, especially with, like, All Hallows' Eve being, mm-hmm. like, a precursor to that as well. That is just... Those movies getting huge is such a crazy concept yeah. in, like, modern horror day. Because they are, like, pulled straight from, like, 80s grindhouse. They, yeah, they are not your traditional, and it's pretty cool to see them, uh, them making such a huge splash. Especially since they're kind of carrying the the slasher genre right now as well there's not really that much besides like pearl like we just talked about and scream is basically dead in the water it seems the it seems like the whole yeah. cast is gone and just recently yep. the director stepped away like yeah the, this seventh movie doesn't seem to be going anywhere anytime soon <laughs> i mean i'm surprised they even came back yeah we um what an insanely quick downfall might i just say how they in the span of like a year <laughs> brought the franchise know, back I, shot it up to all new heights of success and then just it all came immediately toppling down i, I this I, this just came this is off topic i mean it's kind of on topic i just remember the um the scene with Ghostface and the shotgun is such a insane scene oh and i know that that was so cool and people were like People were kind of hesitant about that kind of stuff, but I really liked how experimental the the sixth movie kind of got with it. That opening is one of my favorites, I think, because just how I didn't, I didn't expect it to go there. I guess I don't know. We've never really seen anything like that before with the oh yeah, the girl at the bar, yeah. and then she. I don't want to say too much in case I'm spoiling it for anybody. I guess, but you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, absolutely in insane opening. I I was trying to remember it. Um... But yeah, no, I, I wouldn't watch that in theaters and that just opening scene. No one else was in this theater. I could just stand mm-hmm. up and I was like, oh my gosh, that's woo. Dude, it was, it was such a good opening, man. And um, my theater was actually pretty full, honestly, which is kind of exciting. I, it's kind of nice seeing horror movies with a, a crowd, I think. Unless you have those people who are just like the worst for no reason. I went to see Annabelle Creation, I think it was like. When that movie came out, like six, seven years ago, or something, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> one of the first jump scares in the movie, this girl sitting like right behind me screams so violently loud that the staff had to come in there and be like, "Yo, cut that shit out, dude!" <laughs> that was the most over exaggerated scream I've ever heard. <laughs> 
for Annabelle the creation as well. Oh, yeah, we don't got cameras in here. You're not you're not gonna be on TV with that reaction. Get to- <laughs> <laughs> that could lead you to the paranormal activity like demo. The scariest movie ever. And it's just This is the scariest movie to ever be seen. <laughs> some outlast looking footage of people in uh-huh. the theater going, Oh <laughs> yeah, those videos are great. <laughs> um my recording's sitting at like an hour and three minutes. You want to wrap this up here soon? Uh, sure. Yeah, that sounds about good to me. I didn't realize we had been going for so long. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably cut it down. It'll probably be like forty minutes. Um, you want to give any of your upcoming predictions or upcoming excitements for movies? I suppose is the better term. Like anything you're really looking forward to in 2024? Um, I'm not sure if this is coming out in 2024 or not, but I know that they're doing a, a sequel to It Follows, which I'm pretty interested oh, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that they too. Follow it or Follows. Something like that. That, is, that is one of those movies that really like just holds its own like over the years as just being like, nothing will ever be like that movie, you know? Yeah, no, that was one of, that was a very exciting and it's just so fresh it's just i don't know how to i can't put that one into words it's so you need to watch it kind of thing it's it's required viewing for horror movie fans at this point yeah that's honestly that's how i kind of felt about barbarian too oh barbarian barbarian has like a very similar feel in like there probably will not be another movie that feels like this movie barbarian is just that movie, that movie was just so great. I absolutely love horror movies that can flip your expectations on your head. And that's like the best example of it. Because what the first act of that movie sets up this complete other th- other, um, other thing going on or whatever with Bill Skarsgård. And you don't trust him. But then it mm-hmm. just switches like that and becomes something completely better than what I originally thought it was going to be. And all of the sets in that movie mm-hmm. are so bizarre, like with the old man. Like, oh, yeah. And then all the stuff and garbage just around yeah, him. The, uh, the breastfeeding was not fun. <laughs> not fun <laughs> yeah. stuff, man. I love oh, seeing Justin so Long wild. in horror movies, even though he goes through such insane torment in every single one, like the walrus or whatever it was mm-hmm. tusk sorry i don't know why i called it the walrus but the walrus yeah tusk um tusk is super underrated also i love that movie <laughs> he was in another horror movie that i just recently watched uh drag me to hell or jeepers creepers i know i feel like it was a new movie really? oh wait yeah 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 he was in some christmas slasher right i think it was in like three horror movies this year really where have I been? Yeah, he, was in, he was in Barbarian. He was in that Wonderland movie, which is mm. the Christmas one that you're talking about. And then that one. Right, right. Yeah, I'll have to check out the... I'll have to check out that one because I didn't know it was even out yet. But yeah, Justin Long is... He's great. He should definitely keep doing more horror movies. Loved him no, he's, in Jeepers Creepers. He's so good. Oh, he's in Goosebumps. That's what it Goosebumps. is. Goosebumps. That's right. They did a new series about Goosebumps. I forgot about that. I haven't yeah. watched it yet. It was really good, and then it got really bad. Really? Like, the beginning, like, the first, like, four episodes, fantastic. It is so good. And then it just takes the biggest nosedive uh, I've ever seen a series take. I, I hate when series is, start to suck, like, halfway through. Like, I've already dedicated so much time to watching the first half. I gotta see how it ends. But it's yeah, just not it's good. Like, <laughs> they're, like, flipping, like, all the stories on their head. Oh, man. Like, the haunted mask, and, like, how to eat worms, and, like, everything's, like, say cheese and die. It's all, like, getting flipped on its head in, like, a really, really interesting way. And then they just stop doing that halfway through the series, and then it's just, like, the worst story ever. Dude, that, yeah, that's just... But he's amazing in that show. Like, even consistently throughout the entire thing, he is so good. Yeah, he, do- he doesn't miss, man. He's just He's just so entertaining and about everything I see him in. I wish... That I could uh, like Jeepers Creepers more than I do, but that movie, <laughs> goddamn, that movie's made by Victor Salva or whatever. Is it his mm-hmm. name? Ah, that that just that every time I watch that, that brings it down for me a little more. I'm just kind of like, oh no. I haven't watched the new Jeepers Creepers. I've, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. I've heard it is horrendous, and I've, that's actually what I've heard. Just complete garbage, worse than the third one, which is saying a lot because that movie was terrible as well. <laughs> It has a 1.2. What? 
has a 2.5 on IDMB. It, it's That's... it's on Hulu. I'm going to watch this tonight, and I'll, I'll get back to you on how horrendous it yeah, is. Yeah, probably not a good idea to watch it sober. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Brand Dog, for coming on to the podcast. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before you go? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, if you have at all have any interest in listening to people ramble about random stuff like video games specifically video games uh, or if you like dead rising i guess i make a lot of dead rising content lately <laughs> you seems. do make a lot of dead rising um, content lately which you were in that one dead rising video actually one of the I many, am. I am in one many of them. people i got to voice act in it which was really cool of you thanks for that <laughs> of course thanks for coming on yeah so yeah thanks for having me man it was a lot of fun i'm definitely down to come on again in the future if you ever bring guests back on for yeah second episodes or whatever you're you're more than welcome to come on like i said this podcast comes out every two weeks so there will be plenty of slots for you to return and we can talk more about terrible horror movies and good horror movies i've been enjoying the podcast so far i'm excited to see see where it goes this year and I'm, I'm just kind of excited to see what content you make in general this year dude uh yeah. you've been making really great stuff lately ever since i found your channel the, the non massacre thing popped up in my feed and i when i first saw that video and like how well made it was i was like oh this has to be like someone with at least a couple hundred thousand subscribers and i think at the time you only had like a few thousand and i was like what the hell dude wait what's going on here <laughs> When I posted that video, I had um, 65 subscribers. Dude, really? That's crazy. Yeah. That. I, I, it was just like, I didn't even make horror. I was just like, oh, here's like, it's Halloween. I want to do a little two-parter. Yeah, let me of, just like, talk about this, this cool little horror game. And then I was like, oh my god. And I was like, I need to talk about, and then I made another horror game thing. And then I was like, oh, okay, I need to <laughs> talk about horror games. And then I didn't do that. I talked about dumb stuff and... Yeah, I get what you Bled out. And then I was like, okay, maybe I need to talk about horror again. Yeah. As soon as I talked about horror again, it was like, (laughs) I I get what you mean, dude. Those things, those moments are really nice because it's just like every once in a while you'll have a video to do that does way better than usual and it just gives you such a spark of inspiration to to start creating more exciting stuff for people to watch. That's, that's the goal is I'm trying to space out content right now. I'm trying to, I'm making shorter videos, but like my schedule is so much better. Like I'm knocking videos out in like three, four days. Oh, hell yeah, dude. And then I'm posting twice a month, but it's giving me enough like buffer space that like one of those two posts that I can make a month Mm -hmm. can be like a two hour long video I've been working on for like six months that I'm like, okay. I get what you mean. I'm really proud of this. That's kind of like the same kind of idea I'm going in with this year as well. I'm only trying to stick to like two videos a month every two weeks or so and mm-hmm. it's it's been nice because it honestly gives me just enough time to make things that i feel pretty proud of and get them out in like a decent time frame so there's not like forever in between all my videos or whatever that's that's been my worst thing like all of last year because really none not the none video is only like a year old it'll be two years in october this year but I really didn't start doing horror and focusing. It hasn't even been a year. Right. It's pretty crazy. And that was the whole thing with last year is like my consistency just wasn't there. Oh, I, and I'm trying to get that consistency. I, I need to get mine too, man. I'm all over the place because I have, I have sparks throughout the year where I'm really excited about making content again. And I make it super regularly even. Like I think I've even done like weekly uploads at points and shit. But I know there was times you were doing weekly yeah. uploads and they were like hour long videos. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, I, dude, I was like so much of all my free time there. was edited. <laughs> like, I'd be sitting there watching them. I'd be like, watch like half of like a one hour one. And then like a week later, <laughs> you'd post like another one. I wouldn't even be finished with it yet. I'm like, oh, my God. I, I know I was on. I was on a grind at the beginning of 2023, I think, for like from like January until like either like late february or early march i did like a video every single week until i was like yeah i think i'm just gonna stop before i burn myself out (laughs) again (laughs) i took like a six month break in 2021 and i didn't want to do that again yeah i took a break in september and it really wasn't even a break i made four videos for halloween which i don't think i'm gonna do again but maybe we'll see i tried i Um, I gave up i was like i had to do four halloween videos this year and i think i did like three Maybe. Well, the the thing was, is I was going to, 
with the Feed Me Billy video, the Feed Me Billy video was going to go into Stay Out of the House, which was going to be like this big, I bought like $300 worth of like Halloween props and like I was going to make this massive like Stay Out of the House video, like sort of as a pseudo sequel to Nun Massacre. And about like halfway through October, like writing the script and everything, I was like, this isn't going to happen. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this out on time. Yeah, I was to, like, I have to I have to make something put else. Put that one in the chamber, maybe for this year or whatever, something there's, like that. Well, and that's the thing. There's so many of those. And it just, it boils down to, like, not having backups in mm-hmm. case I miss a date. Oh, yeah. It's always like, I'm making a video and then putting it out and making a video and putting it out. Uh, it's like, I always get so backlog. I always get so caught off guard by, like, uh, holiday themed specials, too, though, where I'm like, I'm going to make a bunch of Halloween videos this year and then suddenly it's September and I haven't even started editing the first one yet and I'm like oh wait shit I'm definitely not going to be able to do that yeah I was going to make like a Halloween theme I was going to make like a Christmas video mm. and then like halfway like December 1st I finally finished my Mystifying Oracle video and then I'm like I have like Christmas I have a friend coming down for like a week like yeah I'm just I not going to have I was like, when am I going to, when, when is that video going to get made? Yeah, I had not done like, a Christmas video since like 2020. And I did one, did one last year though, but it barely came out. And I don't even really like the video that much because the sound quality is all messed up for some reason. But I was like, whatever, it's fine. I've already dedicated too much of my time to Larry the Cable Guy, man. <laughs> yeah, the jingle all the way <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But like, because uh, I, I guess the universe really didn't want that video to come out because my computer literally broke as soon as i started editing it my hdd was completely fried or whatever which put me out of commission for like three and a half weeks which at least thank god that did not happen while i was making that dead rising analysis because i think i would have just quit youtube at that point but like, yeah Dude, pe- peace out guys like <laughs> literally what <well, laughs> if i lost all that shit no more <laughs> yeah i freaking that feed me billy one was such a fucking hassle because i like filmed this whole because i was i i filmed this whole like outro sequence where i was trying to like make it like oh i'm billy i'm going into the stay out of the house house right and then i i whenever i uploaded it, it that video would not render out I've had videos that would do that before, but, you know, like, Chez took a while. I had to mess with stuff because it was, like, an hour and something long right. video. And, like, there was a lot that it was compressing and it would crash. I rendered a 12-minute video that was Feed Me Billy in four parts because it would not <laughs> render all together. That's crazy. And then whenever, like, I, I tried everything to figure it out and then it just wasn't rendering. And that video was supposed to come out, like, the next day. Right. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and then i'm sitting there and i upload it and i look and i watch it and youtube just compressed the fuck out of the end and it looks you can't even tell what's happening so i had to like bump up i had to go back through and like change everything and then like bump up the resolution like color correct it and yeah it was Dude, it still turned out shit i get what you mean that stuff is always like just terrifying because luckily uh knock on wood i guess i'm probably gonna jinx myself by saying this but i've been pretty lucky about like uploading hour-long stuff and not really having that many problems with it but oh yeah man i don't know i definitely probably did it to my probably destroy my own computer about how many times i processed the entire finished dead rising video as one because i like would upload the thing and watch it back and be like hmm I don't know. I don't really like how the audio sounds. <laughs> and I did that like five times, took it down and then reposted it like five times. And I guess my computer was like, enough, man. <laughs> I can't <laughs> yeah, handle this anymore. I, I always wonder that because I'll be rendering and it'll be in my hot room. And then I'll just hear my fans on my computer start going. Oh, yeah. And I've noticed they've gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Like I need to buy a new mic because it's pick, like the mic I have right now picks up everything and I've noticed in my old videos it wouldn't do this but in all my new videos my computer fan is so loud now <laughs> yeah no I and have I'm to like, like put my computer be like before I got it repaired anyway I had to like put my computer like a few inches away from the mic because it was so loud <laughs> yeah mine's like on the other side of the like it's like it's probably like a good like six feet away but I it, the mic will still pick it up oh man recording used to just be such a hassle for me anyway because like um for like the longest time i was living in like a a mostly 
unfinished basement. Like, it was finished, but, like, it didn't have a ceiling, kind of. So, like, you could hear all the air vent stuff, like, very clearly. All that shit. And mm-hmm. every time I would record, press that button, it would just be... And I'm like, dude, <laughs> gotta wait 40 minutes for that to stop and then record 20 minutes before it starts again. Oh, okay, um... Oh yeah, sorry for Let going me... on for so long. No, 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 no. You're so. good. I just, I no, I just, I just saw my camera. My camera's temperature light just turned on, and it's about to shut off. Um, let me just wrap it up real quick. Oh, yeah. um, I think I'll just do the outro that we already did, where you talk about it, and then I'll just, I'll do an outro here real quick, and then um, sounds good. We'll cut it. We keep talking if you want. All right, everyone. Um, if you nah, that's that sucks. I don't want to say that. Um, let's see. I hate trying to think of intros or like outros, just all the spot on my head. Yeah, no, it's the worst. Well, dude, it drives me nuts. Oh, I'm like, I'm just like, thanks for watching. What <laughs> else do I say? Oh, <laughs> uh, thanks for watching the podcast, everyone. Um, please go support Brand Dog. He is awesome. He makes some amazing things. Thank you as well for being on. Uh, I really enjoyed it. You're more than welcome to come back at any point in time. Yeah, thanks again for having me, dude. It was a lot of fun. And with that, we will be done with this podcast, and that'll be the end of it. And goodbye, everyone.